Hello and welcome to the VJ Hemonk podcast. We're a multimedia channel bringing you the latest news in hematological oncology research. Today we'll be discussing chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Recent research has brought a whole host of new treatment options to the field, and we're going to explore the pros and cons of immunotherapies, novel agent monotherapies, and finally combination therapies in this podcast. Our first speaker is Jennifer Woyak at BSH 2018, who gives an overview of the current therapeutic targets for novel CLL agents and discusses the challenges associated with the proper distribution and sequencing of these novel therapies. Well, I think that, I mean, certainly there are targets that have already been validated. So BTK um, is working well, PA3 kinase um, working pretty well, but I think there's still some exploration that can be done in that area. And then obviously venetoclax is working very well for BCL2 inhibition. Um, you know, some of the new things that are coming out, CAR T cells are um, very interesting, and I think we still need to figure out how best to use them in CLL, maybe whether a combination is needed with those. Um, and then some of the new therapies that are kind of coming forward in early clinical trials, like the reversible BT inhibitors, other um, B-cell receptor pathway signaling inhibitors, um, and then even other targets like bromodomain inhibitors are really interesting. I think one of the big challenges right now is how to sequence the currently available novel therapies and what best to do um, when patients discontinue ibrutinib, what best to do when patients discontinue venetoclax, whether there's a role for any of the other current established therapies, um, and really when to um, refer patients to transplant right now. And then rectus transformation is starting to become an even bigger issue in this era of novel therapies, um, as it's one of the predominant ways that people do relapse. Dr. Woyak touched upon CAR T cells for CLL treatment. While CAR T-cell therapy is getting more and more traction in other blood cancer types, its use in CLL is still controversial. Here we have Chris Fagan discussing why CAR T-cell treatment for CLL isn't working as well as it does in other cancers. CAR T-cells are using T-lymphocytes from the patient themselves to kill their CLL disease. Ironically in CLL, one of the studies we've been doing in Cardiff is actually looking at the T-cells and the telomere T-cells. And the telomere T-cells shorten as quick if not quicker than the CLL cells. What you actually have is a normal cell, which is shortening quicker than a cancerous cell, and that's never been described before. The importance of that is if you want your T cells to grow and expand and kill your tumor, because they've got short telomeres, means they're probably not capable of doing that. And if you look at the CAR T results for CLL, they're probably worse, the worst of any uh, hematological cancer presently looked at. The groups we're working with, because we think actually the patient at the very beginning, the T-cell telomeres are short and therefore the CAR-T therapy simply won't work. While CAR-T cells might not be the way to go for CLL treatment, there's still a large suite of novel therapies that have shown extremely positive results in clinical trials. Next, we have an interview from ASCO 2018 with Anthony Mato talking about this huge choice of therapies and how to select and safely use these new therapies in the real world. At this meeting, I'll be giving the educational session on sequencing of novel agents in the management of CLL. This is a very important and also daunting topic as more and more agents are becoming available. Just between 2013 and the present, we've had the approval of ibrutinib, idelalisib, venetoclax, and obinutuzumab, so four new agents on the scene. And 
it's becoming an important question in terms of what agents should come first, how should we follow in the setting of progression or intolerance, and unfortunately from the literature there are certain gaps. For example, clinical trials generally don't have a lot of information beyond when a patient is censored, for example. Head-to-head -head comparisons between novel agents are lacking. Most of the control arms are older control arms, and so that doesn't provide a lot of information for sequencing perspective. And then lastly, most of the data that we do have on sequencing comes from retrospective studies or um, um, registries, and those also have obvious limitations. And so what I tried to do for this presentation was take the current clinical trial literature, take what we've learned from real-world evidence studies, most of which our group has um, previously presented, and put together a schema that allows us to make decision-making based on trial information and also real-world evidence in terms of appropriate frontline therapies, relapse refractory therapies, but more importantly to design a schema which we've published in the ASCO education book that can take you through all lines of therapy for patients and make decisions based on, make decisions based on the prognostic evaluation, the performance status, but also to consider prior therapies and reasons for discontinuation, which is a little bit of a twist on prior schemas that have been published regarding sequencing of novel agents. This is a topic that each year at these national meetings will have increasing importance, and it's a very good thing for patients, but we have more and more agents becoming available, and because of the way trials are currently designed, not a lot of head-to-head -head comparisons. So this is a very important topic. It's clear that working out the safest, most efficient way to use these novel therapies is essential for the future of CLL treatment, and that there's a growing interest in combining new drugs for treatment plans that are better tolerated, last for a shorter period, and prevent resistance developing. Next, Michael Halleck gives an overview of novel agent combinations and their huge importance in the future of CLL therapy at EHAR 2018. What is new in general here at the meeting and at the recent ASCO meeting and all over? So I think the big news is with the novel agents now, venetoclax, ibrutinib, the antibody that I was mentioning before, obinutuzumab, uh, they are all going to be combined. And we see response rates going up in the first line setting to 100% with combinations of this. And we see minimal residual disease rates going up to 90%, 80 to 90%, so most of them more than 90%. That is both in our trials, we have several trials running in first line with these combinations and they, they are now mature, one is submitted, one is at the Lancet Oncology in press, one has been presented here, the other ones are from um, the MD Anderson, Belvira, Peter Hillman, Ohio State. So there's around five trials now showing that these combinations have a very high potency. We have not, never seen something like that, so we anticipate a real improvement uh, for CLL patients in the next months to come. So combinations of venetoclax with one or two agents uh, is going to be the prime event at all the next meetings uh, in Europe and in the United States. So combination therapies with novel agents may be the way forward in CLL treatment. In the next clip from ASCO 2018, Peter Hillman gives us a more specific overview of how the novel agents ibrutinib, venetoclax, obinutuzumab and zanabrutinib might be combined. We're moving largely in, in phase three trials towards combinations of novel agents. So the two most active drugs in uh, or classes of drugs in CLL are inhibition of BTK and mainly ibrutinib and the uh, BCL2 uh, inhibitor venetoclax. So our group, for example, are combining ibrutinib and venetoclax uh, together 
and comparing that in frontline phase three trials. The third drug that's been added in, in combination, certainly by the German group and others, is abinutuzumab as a CD20 antibody, so the triple combination of IV, abinutuzumab. Uh, and, and I think we're seeing already eradication of disease with those combinations, promising that we may get to a chemotherapy-free approach, uh, which maybe at least has a, a significant disease-modifying effect or even curative effect. The ibrutinib has, has made a, a big change in, in CLL and has had a major impact both in relapsed refractory and in frontline uh, disease. But um, there are some side effects because of off-target and on-target effects. So about 20% of patients have significant side effects. And so there's been, we've been exploring the next generation BTK inhibitors which are, which are more specific and Zanubrutinib is, is one of those uh, next generation uh, targeted uh, BTK inhibitors, which we hope will, will have less side effects and therefore be better tolerated. Uh, so the trial that, that we're presenting in a poster is, is the, a comparative study in frontline of Zanubrutinib compared to a, a, a a relatively standard uh, chemotherapy combination of bendamustin and rituximab. Next, speaking from BSH 2018, Peter Hillman gives an example of a clinical trial exploring novel agent combination, the CLARITY trial, which combined venetoclax and ibrutinib. TAP CLARITY is, is, is the first CLL trial where we combine ibrutinib and venetoclax in relapsed refractory patients. Uh, we treated 50 patients uh, who'd all failed treatment before, and uh, uh, we just reported the initial uh, responses, the primary endpoints are actually 12 months of combination and trying to eradicate detectable disease. So the key points really are that it's safe, so we don't see any unexpected toxicity. Uh, every patient actually has responded, um, and about a third of patients have no detectable disease in blood or marrow after about six months uh, of, of combination therapy. So that was uh, encouraging, that was higher than we were, we were targeting in the trial. And that's allowed us to move that, 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 that treatment straight into the phase three program. We're now, in clarity, we're, we're now getting to the stage where we're stopping patients because uh, the plan was always to give the same duration again as it took to get to MRD negativity. And, and our first patients are now beyond the year, so, that, so they're stopping treatment. So we'll be following up on that. And then the next series of trials that we're planning uh, will be to take the patients who weren't, didn't achieve MRD negativity and then add a third drug, so probably an antibody to that to see if we can drive those patients into an MRD negative remission. So I think the future of CLL is probably going to be using these drugs earlier in the disease course and then a sort of sequential treatment to get to MRD eradication. The positive results from Clarity show the efficacy of venetoclax and ibrutinib therapy in the relapse setting, but this combination therapy is also being tested as a first-line treatment for CLL. Our final speaker is William Weirder at EHA 2018, who discusses the CAPTIVATE trial as well as his expectations for the future of novel agent therapies in CLL. I presented at ASCO the CAPTIVATE, uh, first report of the CAPTIVATE study, which is a combination of ibrutinib plus venetoclax for untreated patients with CLL. We're seeing very, very high remission rates with that combination in the frontline setting, including patients who are achieving undetectable MRD status in bone marrow at the end of the first year of uh, treatment. So I'm very excited about that uh, combination. It's looking very, very active. It's very well tolerated. Uh, we've done our own trial also at MD Anderson uh, with that combination and are seeing similar results. So I think 
uh, as, and Peter Hillman and his group is doing a, a similar trial in the relapse setting now. So we're seeing similar activity across clinical trials, similar tolerability across clinical trials. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm also anxious to see the data from the CLL14, German CLL study group uh, trial, with venetoclax plus obinutuzumab in the frontline setting for patients over 65. I think that will also show very high remission rates um, and very deep remissions with undetectable MRD uh, at the end of treatment for patients who've been treated on that uh, combination. So uh, there, are all, there are more than one combinations that are looking very, very promising. And I think the next wave of clinical trials will be optimizing those and figuring out the role of the different components to the effectiveness of the combinations. Very promising results indeed. A huge thank you to all of our speakers today and to you for listening. Join in the discussion and let us know your thoughts on Twitter at VJHemonk. To be the first to hear about the latest Hemonk updates, including upcoming content from Soho and Ash 2018, Subscribe to the VJ Hemonk newsletter at vjhemonk.com.